Yo, friends, welcome back to another episode of Fitz Nation. Super happy to have you. Hey, how about the UFC heading back to Brazil for the first time since March of 2020 and the first time in front of fans since November of 2019? I know those two dates well because I called both of those shows, November of 2019 in Sao Paulo, Jan Bojovic, Jacare Souza in the main event. It was kind of a dud card, to be honest, looking back at it. A lot of decisions, a lot of clunky fights. The main event wasn't great. But that night was part of Charles Oliveira's winning streak on his way to becoming a champion. He knocked out Jared Gordon in the first round. And uh, Colin, Charles Oliveira fights in Brazil is something I will always remember and cherish as quite an experience. This episode in audio form of Fitz Nation is a brief version, several shorter interviews. Number one, and this ties in with the UFC 283 in Brazil, I talked to Saif Saud, veteran MMA coach, head man at Fortis MMA, and he is also now in the corner of Brandon Moreno for his title fight, his fourth fight, against Davison Figueredo. Brandon Moreno had been under James Krause, and obviously there have been some developments there, so he needed a new head coach for this title fight, Enter Safe Saud. And after we filmed an episode of UFC Breakdown last week, talking about Glover Teixeira and Jamal Hill, I stole about 15 minutes with Safe and got his thoughts on the new year, on his philosophy and coaching, on what he's focused on this year, coaching Brandon Moreno, and also some quick thoughts on the title fight between Glover Teixeira and Jamal Hill. I then talked to Heidi Andral just minutes before we went on the air for UFC Vegas 67, the fight night that led off the year. And so we, again, keeping with the theme of January, we talked about the focus of the year that is ahead And what she's focused on. And also she's been covering MMA since 2009. Her thoughts on the journey that it's been. And what she loves about the job. I also then for a few minutes talked to Harrison Green. Very impressive young man. Who is now a former UFC employee. I love this kid. I wish him all the best. He's 22 years old. He dropped out of school at NC State University. Because he got a job with the UFC running our TikTok account. And he has just done that so well over the past couple of years. And he's leaving to start his own company. But I leaned on him in 2022 as I really got my social media game up to a different level. And, uh, you know, had lunch with him and was just kind of picking his brain on this new version of content that's out there. Vertical video and scrolling and TikTok and reels and stuff like that. So I wish Harrison Green the best. And his last day was on weigh-in day. And I said, man, let's sit down and let me pick your brain for five more minutes before you're off on your way. So shorter interviews, a briefer episode. If you want more from this episode of Fitz Nation, I rolled camera all last week and there's a lot of video elements on UFC Fight Pass. It's a It's uh, these interviews plus some behind the scenes of what goes on as I was taping several shows last week in anticipation of calling play-by-play for Strickland versus Imavov. All right, time for the interviews on this episode of Fitz Nation. It's time for the Fitz Nation podcast with your host, Brendan Fitzgerald. Safe Saud is with me. We just did our UFC breakdown show. How do you think it went? I think you did a great job. Thanks. I think you did better. Thanks. Safe, I was I was thinking about having you as a regular guest on this like new format of my podcast, and I was thinking to call the segment Fitz and the General. Oh, I like that. That's good. 
Nice. Yeah. Strong. So why wow. is Fitz first? Because your show. Well, the show is Fitz Nation. Okay. And then the recurring right. segment right. Fitz in the Gym. Right. Is that all right? Yeah, I got you. All right. Gotcha. Uh, so uh, I don't know where I want to start with you, but since it's January of a new year, what do you like to go back to when it's New Year time? Like when people are setting their new goals and their resolutions and they're mapping out like what they hope to be. What's that like for you? New Year. Yeah, New Year, new goals. And I don't like to look back a lot. Uh, what we've done because it really doesn't matter in fighting it's literally you're only as good as your last fight but you know with uh, multiple guys in the top 10 now um and, or, you know with the with the numbers next to your name it's not very complicated right you're at eight and you're trying to get to two uh you, you're trying to obviously get to the title shot but how much ground can you cover in a year and then also you know i i have a plan for every athlete some guys the plan is for them to win one pro fight and have that journey in their life and then move on. Some guys, it's for them to make it to the UFC. Some guys, it's everyone has a different, you know, um, ceiling and different skill sets, but I try to really personalize things. And, and I do talk to every single person on the team. What are our goals? What are we trying to do? Mm -hmm. Where are we trying to go? What did you do well? What can you do better? And so on and so forth. So it's a time for some reflection, but not, uh, not too much. We're, we're too busy looking forward. What about you personally? Me personally, uh, I do do a, a kind of a check every year. I don't do it on my birthday. I do it at the end of every year. What have I accomplished in this year? You know, what did I accomplish at 40? What did I accomplish at 41? Uh, you know, what did I accomplish at 42? And for me, um, you know, it's been a, a, a year of a ton of growth. The show is new for us. Yeah. That was cool. Yeah. Um, you know, having, um, we just won gym of the year. It's fantastic. Yeah. Congrats um, on that. To start a, to start a gym five years ago and, and, and five years, make it the best gym in the world and for it to be recognized, you know, by, by a big outlet, like MMA junkie, it really, really is a huge, uh, compliment and an, an honor. And just to kind of keep everything going, like I said, uh, you know, we've got guys that are, you know, that are streaking and going for that belt. And I really want to, really want them to finish that journey and, and uh, climb that mountaintop. So um, just focused on everybody's individual goals and just trying to make everybody better. This question often gets spun to a negative direction, but I will say negatively or positively, what is something keeping you up at night these days or something uh, that where it has your mind racing where you're like thinking about it so much? I mean, that's, it goes back to these guys and girls with these fights. I mean, <clears throat> you know, look, it takes, it's taken us 10 years to get here. I started coaching in 2009, more than that. You know, I've had, you know, some of these athletes, you know, Damon Jackson has been with me over 10 years. Yeah. Uh, you know, and now he's on a four-fight win streak in the UFC. And, and uh, it's just there's so much that's happened. Um, and understanding these guys' lives and their family situation and their money situation. Um, you know, to... to talk about football it's, we'll talk about the Detroit Lions and Dan Campbell right love that guy yeah and, I like <laughs> and Dan Campbell was I was rooting for them to make the playoffs Dan man. Campbell was uh I was talking to my brother and he's like he's like I think about you guys all day man I'm all, I'm all I do is think about you guys and my brother was telling me that he's a Lions fan and I told him I said that's exactly true as a coach I I think about my team and my guys and my fighters all the time you know where are they at where's that what's their financial situation and 
how they're doing in their lives. And, you know, they're like your kids. So lots of stuff keeps me up at night. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll just spread the blame on the whole team. What do you um, think is a pretty universal trait that has allowed your fighters to get better, but that could allow, like, a school teacher to get better or an accountant or a lawyer, anybody? It's, it's the mindset of getting better every day. You have to have a mindset of getting better every day. I always say you're either growing or you're dying. There is no in-between. There is no uh, standing still. Um, if you think you're standing still, you're just going backwards. And you've got to have a mindset where you're constantly pushing the boundaries of everything, whether it's how much you read, whether it's your diet, whether it's your exercise routine, whether it's how you treat your significant other, whether it's you know your approach towards work. Perspective changes everything and if you have the right perspective it allows you to continue to grow in everything you do and i think that that's something we've really really harped on it in the room yeah having the right perspective fighting can be a grind you know hey let me show up to work and get punched in the face today i mean yeah. you know i mean that's just i remember when i was fighting sometimes you wake up and you don't want to get hit in the face i mean i don't know whether any any other way to say it and the guys will come in and They'll just look at me like, hey, coach. And I'm like, man, I know that feeling, you know. But if I can change my perspective and tell myself, you know what? I'm going to improve this technique today. Uh, I'm going to work on my defense today so I don't get hit. Um, I'm going to become a better version of myself. That, that resonates with everybody, no matter what walk of life, no matter what job, no matter what your goal is. Just a little bit better every day. And I really feel like if you have that attitude, it can take you very, very far. Something I found this year that I've started doing, like at the turn of the year, I, I used to make a list of goals, like read 12 books and mm -hmm. do this, whatever. And this year I was like, I don't want to come up with a laundry list of things to do. But, uh, and I think Heidi Andrell talked about this, like focusing on a word or a couple of words yeah. of just like having focus. So my two words are consistency and community. And so like consistency in the, mostly in the exercise realm, just like, no, excuse, even if it's 50 push-ups today over the course of the day, do 100%. it. So I'm, I'm happy that I've done that. And then community where it's just like, what did I do to like help build a community today? 100%. Because sometimes it's like, you know, you get to like before and you're just like, gosh, I haven't made a new friend yeah. in like eight years, you know, like <laughs> I, I don't know my neighbors and I don't know all these people around. It's just like, no, what can I do to build a community here at work, like afar? Um, so it's like, yeah, just that daily thing where it's like the small things. I think you nailed it though. Up. I mean, you know, 40 years old, right? Yeah. It's not about you no. uh, anymore. It's not, you know, and how do you improve those around you? How do you lift up and teach everybody or pass on the lessons that you've learned? Yeah. And that's the cool thing about this age. You know, I'm 42. And the cool thing about being a parent and the cool thing about being a coach is that you're always working on making everybody better. And I think that that's just such an organically good thing that what can you say? It's, it's a blessing to live that way, you know, I went to law school, but I could never be a damn lawyer because just seeing the negativity that is involved in that, you know, uh, monetizing people's problems, like mm -hmm. that was just not something that sat well with me. So I really feel fortunate, you know, to be a coach and, and to try to push people to improve. And I just think, you know, you just hit on it. That's really what, you know, humanity is really about. Yeah. So I uh, haven't seen you spoken publicly about Brandon. Is that something you're doing? Brandon, I'm not yeah. Brandon Moreno. Yeah, I'm not. I haven't talked about it a lot. I did an interview with Brett. So this this will come out our conversation here next week, next Monday, yeah, or, or Tuesday. So you will be like on your way to Brazil. 
to yep. corner Brandon Moreno yes. in the title fight. Correct. What do you think about that? So what happened was uh, Jason House contacted me <clears throat> uh, about it, and I spoke to Hunter Campbell about it. And, you know, Brandon just was in a bad spot, right? Obviously, some things happened that were outside of his control. And uh, they asked me to, to take on the head coach role and to run the camp um, and to, um, you know, get him ready for this huge moment, right? Yeah. This is never before in the history of UFC or MMA has there been a rivalry or a fourth fight, a, a yeah. title fight um, with such big stakes. So, uh, so I took it on. And the reason I took it on was I've always loved that kid. He's such a sweet kid, such a sweetheart. And uh, I've always told Jason that. I think that he is one of the nicest kids I've ever seen um, and has one of the greatest attitudes. Um, so I, I, I wanted to help him. But it's not something I wanted to really speak a lot about because the circumstances are just, are not, you know, they're a little weird yeah. for him as yeah. well. And also, you know, it's something I've stayed away from in building my own team and building Fortis, you know, we're known for producing. We've got more fighters that have won on the contender than any other team. Mm -hmm. um, and we produced all of our own talent. So I've, I'm not one to, to take people on that are, you know, in that position usually. I've actually went out of my way to not do it right. before. So this was just a special case. But again, this is Brandon's moment. It's Brandon's already had three crazy fights with this guy yeah so I, I look at it as me just trying to make him the best version of himself and and help a kid out who's really in need and that's why i haven't publicized it and talked about it and me and brandon have gelled very well and i like him a lot he's a great kid and he's ready to fight and uh and we're ready to go to rio and we'll see what happens and we'll go from there i know this isn't your goal is to like absorb him into fortis or whatever do you see that happening like is he gonna taking it one fight at a time yeah you we'll know? see how the result yeah of this and yeah and, and yeah. again um you know it wasn't easy for both of us because you know I mean, we're both thrown in this situation but yeah. i really feel like we've bonded pretty well and we've grown pretty well and the whole team you know he's his jiu-jitsu coach you know, Hector, Izzy, Silva, fantastic wrestling coach. Hoya, his, his Muay Thai coach. Mm -hmm. And then Capitillo, an unbelievable boxing coach. Um, trained Andy Ruiz, trained um, Tyson Fury. Um, I've really enjoyed working with everybody and working with the group. And, and, uh, and they've, you know, they've gave me the reins. Like, hey, man, yeah. you know, let's C drive the bus. Drive the bus. And uh, it's been a really great job of everybody you know, working together as a team to get this done and with one focus and that focus is Brandon. Yeah. So uh, we just did UFC breakdown, as I mentioned, and I'll finish with this. Uh, Glover to share Jamal Hill. Yeah. So you've obviously dove into the game film on these guys and uh, you can watch it on UFC breakdown on YouTube. So, you know, the fans love it. Make sure but, you check that out. But for this mini version here, what will you look for early in the fight to be like, it's good for this guy, it's good for this guy. Well, you know, as we just talked about, Jamal Hill is, you know, very dangerous on the feet. Um, you know, uh, more significant strike differential than anyone else at light heavyweight. Um, we talked about that is it, more knockouts than anyone else at light heavyweight in the last few years. We know where he's dangerous and where he can win. And Glover does get touched early. He always seems to get hit and rocked and then he comes back. So I think Jamal is going to try to really pressure him early. Um, that being said, though, Glover is tenacious, and he does have a big advantage on the ground, I feel. 
And if you can weather that early storm and, and, and get Hill in those bad spots, it, it might be a long night for Hill. So, so, yeah, you think if Hill doesn't get him out of there on those that first barrage, Glover's shown, I think that, he, I think, shown the grit. I think he could win a decision. Yeah. Hill, I mean, he, he you know, it's not to say that he can't right. know, on the feet. Right. But Glover has shown the grid, and he's just he keeps coming, man. He just keeps on coming, and yeah. he's so dangerous on the ground. So and on the feet, he's got pop. But Hill's a dog, man, and he's really, really confident right now. And uh, that confidence is, makes him dangerous. It's not something to be that should be taken lightly. He he he's a real a real threat to Glover. So Safe was the third guest on my podcast back in 2019, episode three. When we, in, when we were in Ottawa. Yeah. And then I believe you were the first repeat guest on the podcast. True. And then now this is the first Fitz in the general recurring the general. segment on Fitz Nation. I like that. Thanks, Abe. My man. Always a pleasure. Look at us all dressed to yes. impress. First With of good lighting. Year. <laughs> uh, happy New Year. Happy New Year. What are we focused on this year, Heidi? Oh my gosh, what are we focused on? What aren't we focused on is the question. I've Do had to kind of dial it back. I'm celebrating is, okay. is my thing this year because I feel like with kids we celebrate first steps. We celebrate every first, Yes. but we kind of get away from celebrating some of our big moments. So yeah. this year I want to celebrate first things that I'm doing for the first time. Oh, is that your word for the year? Because that's not what you did. Did I get I, that yeah, from you? Yeah, yeah. Um, I haven't necessarily, actually that's not my word, but I... Right but I probably, it probably should be. What was your word last year? Connection. Okay, so I thought I remembered that from you because at the beginning of this year, instead of writing out a list of goals, mm -hmm. I said, no, I'm gonna do the word thing and just yeah. approach consistency and community. I like it. Which is similar to connection, yeah. right? Yeah. Because it's important to like just be where we are. And I think a lot of times we get disconnected because we chase whatever's on the phone yes. or whatever else is or out what there. what everybody else is doing or what we should be doing or what we think we should be doing or what we're guilty for not doing. Yes. Yes. So I've actually wrote a list of firsts, things I want to do for the first time, as opposed to a bucket list, which I've done in the past. So I yes. have like 10 things I want to try for the first okay. time. Okay. Can you give me like one or two interesting um, ones? Finishing a book. Finishing a book. Yeah, which I've never actually, I've written a book, but I've never actually published a book, so. Oh, you want to like write a book. Because yeah. I'm like, you've read books. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> Finishing a book. Finishing you wanna, a book for the first time. What kind of book do you want to write? Um, I'm, I've actually written a couple um, that I want to finish, like get out there into the world. One yeah. is a children's book. Okay. Uh, about bedtime. And the other one is, is a little bit more of a heavier read, more about just my son and and our uh, journey. Yeah. And all the lessons he's taught me. Oh, taught that's me fantastic. Yeah. I'll be the first one to pre-order. Yeah. All that's right. That's for sure. <laughs> so, okay, yeah. you've been covering MMA for a long time. Yeah. 2010? Uh, 2010, yeah. When you mm. think back on your- 20, 2009? Yeah. Yeah, So let's say 12, 13 yeah. years at this point. Yeah. When you think back on your career covering MMA, what do you think of? Gosh, I think of uh, I think of family, like this has kind of become a family to me, you know, um, I think of, oh gosh, that's a great question. Let me just think about it for a second. Um, I think of gratitude, like first of all, how lucky am I to have mm -hmm. been able to do this for this long, uh, keep my toe in the pond, albeit, you know, like 
not every week or every month, but getting to do it still is just really, I'm really grateful. Yeah. Yeah. And the sport has changed quite a bit. Yeah, it's changed a lot. I mean, I guess if you had to ask me my favorite part of this job and why I choose to continue to do it is because I don't think there's any better story than a fighter story. Yeah. Uh, and from my job's perspective, that's like the most exciting part of the yeah. job is to be able to be that caveat to share that with the world and to celebrate these great moments with these people. Yeah. Fantastic. It's all about people. When I started uh, getting to a certain level in sports broadcasting, you realize it's not about teams and logos. There's people behind all of it. Yes. And there's no bigger sport that exemplifies people and the journey of ups and downs of life than Absolutely. a fighter's journey. Yeah, the journey. And a lot of those journeys are tumultuous. You know, they're just like rich with tragedy, adversity, yeah, um, such big highs and such low lows. Uh, and to be able to witness that actually has made me more grateful as a person. So that's, I guess, also part of the gratitude there. Fantastic. Yeah. I can always lean on Heidi for some great content, and some oh, great life advice. It's like, you know, what, quarter, we gotta, we quarter of, work in a moment. we'll be on ESPN Plus in like a few minutes, yeah. but thanks for taking some time. Thank you for having me. Happy New Year. All right, I'm here with Harrison Green. Now, Harrison Green has run the UFC's TikTok for the last two years. Yep, two years. And he's 22? 22 now. Yeah, so he came out of school, left NC State to work for the UFC and run our TikTok. Yeah. Pretty impressive stuff. Thank you. Okay, so, but today is his last day because he's starting his own business. That's right. So, Harrison, what is your advice? A lot of people want to grow their social media following. Yeah. What's the way to do that? I mean, I know that's a long answer, yeah. but like, what are the bullet points people should start off? The bullet points are believe in what you're doing, stay consistent, and just like the content you're creating. If you don't like what you're creating, then you won't do it for a long time and you won't be able to be consistent. So enjoy what you're creating, believe in it, and just be consistent with it. What do you think's led to your success on figuring it out? A lot because there is a because there is a figuring it out phase, right? But it is like a snap, like once you do kind of see the pieces in place, right? Yeah, what I, was that for you? I think it's it's less about the actual like content. I think so many people get so focused on like each video they're making and more of like the psychology behind it, like mm -hmm. how to get people to tune in and how to get people to you know, how to hook people in the first couple seconds, right? you know entice them to watch the rest of it yeah i think it for me it was a lot of trial and error i started when i was like 14 years old uh -huh. and just over the past like eight years have just made so many like thousands of videos at this point that now i finally i've done everything wrong so now i know what to do right what did you do for the ufc to make our tiktok our instagram on social media the ufc is like as good or better than any big sports league there right is. You're a big reason why, <laughs> but like, what 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 does the UFC do well in that regard? I think specifically on the TikTok, I've been able to kind of bring that young voice and that young feeling mm -hmm. to the to the account. Um, a, a big target for us has been to engage with that 18 to 24 year old demographic yeah. and seeing as I fit yeah, right, right into that right, demographic. Right. I know exactly what type of content people my age like, and uh, I think we've been able to have a lot more fun with the social media pieces like when, right. when we started it was a lot more like kind of strict and like you get to do this and that but now we're making like 
these goofy holiday videos with the fighters, like putting them in front of a green screen and yeah. like adding all these fun backgrounds. So we've been able to, I think, add a lot more like fun and personality to the videos. Yeah, we took the corporate reins off of things. Yes. Right, because a lot of times the big leagues and the big entities, they want to be straight down the line a little exactly. bit. We took a little bit more chances. Yeah, I mean, we're a fighting organization, yeah, exactly. right? Yeah, like yeah. we should be taking chances, right. you know? So. Uh, moving to Nashville and you're starting your own company. That's right. It's very exciting. It is. It's scary, but yeah. it's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. And so you're going to consult social media. So you're going to take on clients and tell them what to do. Yeah. Essentially, like anybody that's looking to grow their social media, um, I'll be there to create the content for you and tell you how to post it, essentially. Like yeah. an all in one. But you're going to be like, high class service yes you're not gonna be on fiverr for five dollars a day no not anymore maybe what's the before. company called it's called three pinned so one three of three pinned yes okay. so i focus uh one of the packages i sell is focusing on optimizing the three posts at the top of your page so anybody that comes to your profile within those first three posts knows exactly what you're about exactly what your mission is and what your product or service might be um, so you don't have to worry as much about all your other posts three pinned correct three pinned harrison green thanks buddy thank you congrats thank you there you have it folks three quick interviews mma ufc 283 talk with safe saud the reporting side of the UFC and MMA, Heidi Andral, and then the next generation of media and social media with 22-year-old Harrison Green. I told you at the beginning of the year I'm excited for all these different formats and different ideas that I have. Again, as a reminder, UFC Fight Pass has a more behind-the-scenes look uh, with a lot of video-related elements. A look at the studio and you know maybe me calling fights and a little fist bump from Dan Ige after he got his big victory over Damon Jackson the other night so check that out if you'd like to and also the interviews are up on my YouTube channel as well so I'm just throwing out content every which direction all different types I'm putting it on YouTube and UFC Fight Pass and of course here on the podcast too hope you like this briefer episode more coming uh, including, as I mentioned, long-form interviews with John Anik and Laura Sanko in the next month or so. So that'll do it for now. I hope you all enjoy uh, UFC 283, or I hope you're taking care of yourself if this is after that. And thanks, as always, for tuning in to Fitz Nation and being a fan of my little show that could. Talk to you next time, everybody.